1: Welcome to Money Over Fifty. Uh, today is our regular weekly, or regular now, weekly wrap up, Dallas. Um, yeah, uh, an update uh, on the. Are you, what's
0: the What's the percentage today? Him? What's the, the sale? How many percent off? Twenty
1: three percent off everything
0: is the is the uh,
1: is the sale today. So, so we've 23% gone from, from, uh, for the
0: for the Australian market twenty three percent down from from
1: previous highs in in mid February highs. Now, yep. um, so we've gone from two weeks ago, thirty percent off everything. Last week, twenty-five yep. percent um, off everything. Yeah. As a five percent recovery, this this week, a, a further two percent recovery, yep. in the Australian ASX 200, the top 200 companies in Australia. It's now only 23 percent of the previous high. Yep. In on the 19th of February 2020. So. Yep. And look, if you measure it, I don't have the, don't have the exact data to, to hand, but it grew quite strongly from the 1st of January to the 19th of February 2020. Yeah. I don't actually have the I'll, – I'll save that for next week's show. How yeah, I was, about I was that. just, just going
0: <laughs> to say we probably should do a bit of research for next week about that. But, um,
1: um, but, yeah. it, but it actually grew. It grew quite yeah. strongly before it yeah, reached yeah. this high. Um, yeah. Certainly if you measured from the 1st of January 2020 yeah. to now – uh, yeah. it 's not anywhere near twenty three percent off off everything yeah. Yeah. Um, now remarkably the the s p five hundred the top five hundred companies in America, yeah. is so yeah. Yeah. Uh, America is only down seventeen percent so we 're down twenty three percent from the bottom America is only down seventeen percent they 've had a really strong week as well yeah. which is which is remarkable because if you read the news oh, yeah. um, America is it, the, the new epicenter of of the coronavirus. So. If the largest the, the largest amount of cases worldwide, or the largest amount of re- recorded or reported cases worldwide, yep. Yep. Um, the the they just had uh, a total death they've had a total death toll this week of thirty thousand eight hundred uh, cumulatively. Yep. Yep. So yep. certainly that's the sad news. Um, yeah. However, we we've spoken about this at length before, um, especially in this weekly podcast. Um, the market the market looks well ahead in advance, and yeah. um with with the strong rallies over the last couple of weeks look you could you could suggest that the market 's actually looking ahead and seeing some light at the end of the tunnel so even though yeah. the numbers cumulatively continue to obviously the death toll continues to rise um, yeah. everywhere uh, yeah. because it 's a cumulative thing yeah it 's just that the the market looks ahead and look the news coming out in the u s a yeah. Uh, the rate of new cases have stabilised. Yeah. In in Italy, the growth rate is easing. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and certainly in Australia, the growth rate has been cut, so the growth rate yes. has actually dropped quite a bit. And, so and it sort of makes sense because if you think of and, and again, this
0: could be all completely wrong, as in these predictions of. You know the market rallying based on a, a sort of a. <laughs> you've, you've got some you've got some arguments there in the background, mate. Uh, you you having a referee or? Are they all good?
1: Uh, I I actually can't hear it because I have my, my noise <laughs> yeah, cancelling but, headphones in. So so uh, I I'm, I'm Richie, out in the back. No, that's right, yeah. Richie. Mate, you're uh, it out. The kids are next door. Um, with the with the with the girls next door, so they I can hear some sort of some sort of dull noise over there. Um. Yep. No, you can obviously hear better than I can. So, No, that's what I was going to say is the, um, it kind
0: of makes sense in as much as if you look at what you, if you think of a, again, we've, we talk about this all the time, where if you talk about the share market or, or shares, and that's kind of what you think of it, you think of it as a squiggly line on a piece of paper, but really it's, we're talking about here, fractional ownership in, in companies, in the biggest companies in America. So if you think of, um, you know, on on the the very hint of good news or prospective good news may be coming up. People are already looking ahead and going, you know, Procter and Gamble, for example. How many, you know, how, how many consumer goods are they going to be selling over the next ten years? How much profit are they going to make? And as a shareholder, as a as a part owner of that company, how much of that profit are you going to are you going to get to keep? So it's it's kind of, one of those things where it makes sense to look so far in advance. If you think of yourself as an actual owner of those companies and not as, you know, what is the share market doing this week? If you think that, okay, America looks like they've got a bit of a bit of this virus contained and and it's looking a bit more in control. You immediately start to go, okay, well maybe the death rate, death toll isn't going to be as high as what we think. Potentially the the impact isn't going to be as bad as what we think. You're already thinking, well in a year or two's time, you know, Procter & Gamble is still going to be selling a similar amount of consumer goods. Um, Apple's still going to be selling a similar amount of iPhones, all those sorts of things. So it makes sense when you think of it that way. Yeah.
1: Look, that's a really good point because you lose sight when we talk uh, about the ASX 200, the top 200 companies in Australia. You, you lose sight when we talk about the S&P 500, the top 500 companies in America. You lose sight of the yeah. individual companies in there. And, yeah. um, and look, of course, there's, there's companies that suffer during yeah. Um, yeah. this, more than others. Uh, yeah. But there's also companies like you said, Procter and Gamble, that that benefit more, um, yeah, because of of what's happening as well. So yeah, well, it, it makes, is a certainly a I, it, it's an it's, averaging out machine. Yeah, it, it's funny
0: because I had I just talked about Apple, but I hadn't really thought about that. So today, so Nicola, my wife, her phone is, is buggered. She can't open the screen on it. And so, regardless of how bad the news is and and how you know what everyone's fears are with coronavirus. She can't open her phone. So she's going to go and buy a new iPhone. So Apple is still going to, Apple is still releasing a new iPhone in the next three weeks. So they're still, you know, a company that is, and as all companies are, they're they're always focused on innovation and the next thing and how to try and provide a product of value that we'll want to buy. So it doesn't really matter whether you think things are going to be bad or good or what in the short term, you you know, Nicholas already thinking, well, I just need a phone. So I've got to go and spend $750 on a new iPhone. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, this, this short term thing, you don't look at that from the perspective of, you know, again, if you're going to Woolworths on the way home from, from work today, you're not thinking, gee, what's, what's the share market doing? You're just thinking, I need to go and get some, get some
1: food. I'm going to go buy that. Woolworths is going to make that profit. Look, it's an excellent point. Um, So Nicola needs a new phone. Yeah. Um, what you do? Wait, see... You, you could the- have the <laughs> argument about when when you need a new iPhone, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it can it can feel like that anyway. It's it's now a necessity, a necessity. not a luxury. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I but know. yeah, you'll see people that will will obviously delay the purchase of the new phone because they yeah. will be scared that they mightn't have a job. But yeah, but um, consumption of Apple iPhones doesn't dry up overnight because they're yeah. uh, yeah. a needs based purchases yeah. as well. Yep. and um, and 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 last night also uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon hit their all-time highs ever oh, I so, I, so yeah. I mean so you look at you look at that and you say, okay well net, Netflix that makes complete sense, of course. people are stuck yep. at home. yeah uh, I haven't looked at the subscriber numbers I, I, I'd yep. be imagining really they're right. up um, yep. but um, and and of course, Amazon with home delivery helps yep. as well however yeah. you know people have to you know investors still have to look through that and say okay well um, that's still not a smart purchase if 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 unemployment is going to become 30 40 50% i'm not saying yeah. it will yeah. of course yeah, yeah. Uh, and never recover so yeah. so yeah. the market look it's got a it's got a tremendous yeah. way of looking forward yeah. and, and looking well ahead of what's of uh, us yeah. right now that's, and making that's the move if you look at the the actors that you have in
0: yeah, like i say that's why we always avoid using that term the share market or the stock market because it seems like some amorphous black box system but if you look at the the entities involved you've got investors so you've got people like our clients mums and dads who they they need to invest their money in into a, they need to to buy part ownership of companies that they think are going to appreciate in value over the next 20, 30 years. And so Mm -hmm. whether it is mum and dad investors or professional investors or whoever, people, the the investors themselves are rational. And so like you said, they're they're looking at, okay, what do we think the profits of these companies or these entities is going to be over the next 20, 30 years? And And then you've also got those companies themselves. They're run by people who whether you whether you agree with um ceo pay and all those sorts of things they, there's people that are paid a ridiculous amount of money to try and make the decisions that are going to be the best thing financially for those companies over the next yeah you know, again you could argue it's going to be over the next 20 30 years or not but that's that's where you when we talk about the market has a way of working it out what we really mean is all these all these rational actors that are sitting here going i'm trying to maximize my wealth over the next 30 years so that i can fund my retirement how do i do that it's not it's not magic it's you know obviously all these all the ceos all these people who are working for an organization thinking how can we how can we provide something of value that people will want to buy and then there's investors out there going what 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 will people want in the future and how do we be a part
1: of a company that's going to provide that to them yeah. Look uh, again. Excellent points because it is made up of so many different actors, and mm-hmm. and that's why you'll see the price move yeah. uh, in the short term. Um, I always say because of compulsory superannuation in Australia, we have a we have a a big percentage of people that um, are the owners of these companies that really haven't made a uh, I guess uh, a, a, a decision a, to be a decision part to of that. be. Uh, yeah. shareholders of these companies. Yeah. So, so look, our, our, point, our, yeah. clients, our clients are because they're all engaged. Yeah. They're all looking yeah. forward yeah. and looking ahead uh, yeah. to their retirement. And we have yeah. a plan in place. They have a plan in place. Yeah. Um, it's the people that, uh, that aren't haven't actually that. sat down and looked at what they're yeah. actually invested into. They're the ones that panic during these periods yeah. of time, which is, which is why, you know, I think yeah, uh, three, four weeks ago we had that big sell-off yeah. Uh, and the Sun Super's and Q Super's and Australian Super's, uh, and Host Plus, and mm-hmm. go on and on and on. Um, yeah, we're inundated with phone calls uh, from people saying members of theirs saying, "Yeah, uh, sell me, out, get me into your cash fund as soon as yeah. possible." Yeah. Um, and and, and yeah. we know. I mean, we know, anecdotally that the the, the biggest amount of panic. Occurs yeah. at market bottoms, and we can yeah. say that that market—not the market bottom—but we can say yeah. a market bottom yeah. uh, was was uh, a few weeks ago on yeah. the twenty-third of March, two thousand and twenty, yeah. when yeah. the market hit minus thirty-six percent. Most people yeah. sold out for sixty-four cents in the dollar. Yeah. Um, what do they do now? Because it's now yeah. seventy-seven cents in the dollar. Yeah, uh, it's rallied. It's rallied quite a bit since then. Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's interesting that you say that about um, the Australian superannuation system and and having, I guess, unaware part owners of these businesses where so, like the average person who comes in to see us for the first time, they've got half a million dollars in in superannuation. And for a lot of those people, when you sort of say, how's how's your super invested? You know, are you, you you know, what asset class are you invested in through your Q super account or your Sun super account or whoever? They, they really don't know. And for most people, it's just something that it goes in the default option. And, and so when you start to talk about, look, you probably need to be if you're 10 years or more out from retirement. You really need to be probably invested close to a hundred percent of that money in, in companies to try and work that as hard as possible. People are sometimes a bit hesitant about that until they sort of realize that of the half a million dollars that they've currently got in a balanced account somewhere, there's probably already $350,000 of that that's invested in companies that they're just not aware of. So you sort of think that well, my attitude would be that having half a million dollars invested in, in companies isn't as dangerous as having $350,000 invested in companies, but not actually being aware of that and not
1: knowing what that, what that could mean over the, the short term. Isn't it ridiculous? Our industry says, okay, you're a, um, a balanced investor, so you can, you can tolerate yes. a, <laughs> a drop of, uh, yeah. of, of, of 30% um yeah of your portfolio. Yeah. However, you can't tolerate a drop of 40%. Yeah. Now, yeah um yeah. Isn't that crazy? So you, you yeah. what cuz what you're explaining there is you, I think it's an excellent point. So the uninformed person in a balance fund yeah. with half a million dollars in it has about $150,000 that won't fall yeah. in a, a market downturn. Yeah. That's in cash. It also won't mm. grow much uh, as mm. well. And they yeah. have $350,000 that will fall along yeah. with everything else that is falling. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so yeah. look, that person, I think it's a great point. That person feels more unease yeah. than one of our clients where we have an yeah. informed discussion with them and say, okay, to, to, to hit all of your targets, to meet your goals, what we really need to do is, is, is move $150,000 of that lazy cash yeah. And have all of that money invested across companies. Yeah. Hey, you will be spread across the largest two hundred companies in Australia, the largest fifteen hundred companies in the world. You're well diversified. Um, they yeah. they they can actually make a better decision when the markets yeah. drop. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Then the person who um, is in the balance fund with your Sun Super's or Q Super's, where where yeah, you know, um, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars of their funds is falling, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of their money is stable but overall they still see quite a big drop you probably feel like you've been sold a pup don't you if you're in a mm. balanced fund so if, if you're a, if you're if
0: you're all of your super is in is, is fully invested and it's yeah you know, fully in in growth assets uh, in say so in australian international companies again you've you've made a decision and you're going right we're 10 years out from retirement or we're five years at however long and you're saying we we want to we're going to put we're going to put some of their fortnightly pay in as well we 're going to keep buying in at all different prices. We are really trying to focus on growing this over the next ten years you' you 're sort of well equipped to, to handle that volatility, but if you haven 't done that or if you haven 't actually even thought about that and you get your statement and it says you 're in the balanced fund you, you probably go oh that's good like that won't that won 't drop it'll be fine it doesn 't and and so then it's probably it probably would be a huge shock where you go. You've sort of been sold a pup, saying, "Oh, well, you're in the balance fund, and, and you know the balance sounds really good, and it sounds really positive, and, and it's all balanced, and that sort of means that nothing too bad can happen." Well, and well, then, and then it, like it, you say, you you still got three hundred fifty thousand of that that's that's dropping at the same rate
1: as as everyone else. Well, here's the numbers, Dallas. So, so you you're in the balance fund, half a million yeah. dollars. Um, yeah. Which one hundred and fifty thousand dollars is sitting yeah. in cash. It's not falling yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the markets fall, but it's not rising either. Yeah. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars is in um, companies that, at the bottom so far, had fallen thirty six percent. Yeah, the average share price. Sorry, the average drop across that entire portfolio—the shares and the cash—is twenty yep. five percent. So, yep. your th- those people are absolutely yep. feeling that they half a million yeah. dollars. Yeah. dropped by twenty five percent. They see all they see is a statement. Yep. Or they yeah. get online and they see yeah. $375, 375 is yeah. my balance. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. uh,
0: yeah, you, can't tell, like them, right? you can't, can't tell me that they're going to go, that they're going to go, oh, okay, well, that's right, because I'm in the balance
1: fund. It's still going to be the balance fund. I, can, to- uh, I <laughs> can tolerate a 30% drop. I can't tolerate <laughs> yeah. a 40% drop. Like, it's, it's yeah. just ridiculous. And I mean, I guess yeah. We, we, yeah, we're, gonna get we're going to get started. We're going to get right. about About our, uh, I guess about our rival financial planners and, and some of the ridiculous things that we see in this industry. But yeah but um yeah, look look certainly certainly uh, our clients um we're so proud of the fact that that we've yeah. had these discussions many times during yeah. the good times and yeah. and not one of our clients has actually panicked during this yeah. period of time and made a bad mistake. Um, yeah. we certainly won't say that people haven't been alarmed and yeah. and haven't necessarily uh, yep. not been worried but no one's yep. made a mistake yeah no, that's
0: right um so before we get too far into going into the soapbox of risk profiling and balanced options and all those sorts of things um the the other the other other topic that i had thought about today to to discuss was the so we, we keep sort of glossing over the concept of saying yes you know you should probably be invested in Australian and overseas companies and so we we haven't really talked much about the the S&P 500 or or as a metric for overseas companies but do you want to explain a bit of the numbers of the the diversification and the reason why we normally recommend that people invest in Australian and overseas companies?
1: Absolutely so um Being that we all live and work in Australia where we're largely tied to the Australian economy, Um, twofold, uh, probably a lot more, probably a lot more than that. Let's just say twofold. So if we're invested only in Australian companies um, and those Australian companies largely employ us, employ all of us as Australians, if there's a downturn in our economy, yeah. And uh, those companies grow at a slower rate than the rest of the world, yeah. uh, there could be a twofold detriment to us as Australians in yeah. that in that yeah. the value of our yeah. investments, if they're all in Australian companies are growing yeah. at a lower rate than the rest of the world, yeah. and because we're employed by you know, Australian companies companies right. as Australians, yep. Uh, yep. some of us may lose our jobs. So, yeah. so we think it's it's certainly prudent to be diversified into yep. uh, international companies as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and certainly not to not to get into this point too much, but I think the example will make sense to people. Um, we we insist that that is unhedged to the Australian dollar, and, and yep. what that means is that if if our Australian dollar falls, and um, the American dollar, for example, rises. Then the loss that we suffer with the with the um, international companies or the global companies that we own won't be as much. Now yeah, that probably makes sense in in yeah. the example so now. So do you, so just to we, explain, there's a, as you're saying again, there's a twofold
0: effect there where not only are you so potentially your company's headquartered overseas may not drop by as much, so their value may not drop by as much as Australian companies just in general, and then secondly to that if that if you're investing in those companies and they are denominated in US dollars, for example, or, you know, Great Britain pounds, those sorts of other currencies, there's there's the twofold effect of you're basically getting exposure to all those other other markets and all those other economies. And then it's also denominated in other currencies. So yeah. Did, did you want to explain about what that means at the moment? We've yeah, so got a great time right now because it's it's proven it's, out. This it's, it's a so really fun. good
1: time to, it's a really good, so that, <laughs> so, I mean, we just,
0: we just won't talk about it for the
1: next six months, but we'll, we'll talk about it now. Look, it can always go the other way, but the yeah. point is, if it goes the other way without getting too much into that, we benefit from that, from being in it Australia is, anyway, and being invested right. in those companies. So, so, yeah. um, you, you, what you want to do is you want to, is you want to protect on the, on it going Probably the, down. the other way where our economy and our companies would grow at a slower rate than the rest of the world. So, yeah. Just, just take these nominal figures. So today when we're speaking to you, um, uh, there's been a 23% drop from top to bottom for the ASX 200, Australia's top 200 companies. With America's top 500 companies, there's been a drop of only 17% on nominal yeah. terms. Yeah. Um, for ourselves and our clients though, what, what, is, what has happened is that is that Australian um, the Australian dollar has weakened in relation to the American dollar yeah. by roughly about 10%. So yeah. so what happens is when that happens, um, because the companies that you own in America, you own them in American dollars. Mm. Um, those companies, if our dollar falls and the American dollar strengthens, which is what's happened by about 10%, um, yeah. that effectively offsets uh, the, any loss that you had. So, So, in simple terms, um, our clients and our uh, American holdings, the top 500 companies, are down 17%. However, our dollar has weakened by 10% against the American dollar. Yeah. So, if we net that out, um, our clients and our uh, USA S&P 500 companies, the top 500 companies in America, are really only down 7%. Yeah. Now, it's a simple analogy. um, Yeah. And yep. I don't want anyone to hold me no,
0: to this. That. No, <laughs> these numbers are all roughly kind of in the ballpark. These,
1: this is a concept. This is a concept.
0: We're, and yeah, uh, look, we're we we're, we're, we're literally just
1: having a beer on a Friday afternoon, talking about <laughs> this. No one, no one hold a ahead this. that. But uh, it's it's around about that amount. So it's been yep. significantly offset by uh, the fact yep. that our dollars fallen away, um, yep. which is which is why we've insisted that our clients be unhedged to the Australian dollar um, with their, with their holdings Uh, companies. Like if you're in Q super and you have global companies or international companies, um, they are uh, as far as reading from the perspective hedged to the Australian dollar, which means that you, you um, to use the same analogy, if, if Q super's international funds are down by 17%, it's, yep. down it's down by 17% because yep. it's hedged the Australian dollar, yep. whereas unhedged the Australian yep. dollar, yep. Um, down by 17% in today's terms because the Australian dollar has fallen by about 10%. You're down yep. roughly about only 7%. And that's,
0: I guess, the, the big picture of of diversification is that, you know, the help, like you said before, if if we're if we if we say to our clients, look, you really need to be diversified, and over the next ten years, the Australian economy and the Australian share market performs way better than every other country around the world. You know, we're not going to be really apologetic about that because you go, hey, it's fine. You've got all of your, your income has been growing and going through the roof, and your Australian companies, their value has been going through the roof. Yes, these these other international companies haven't increased in value by as much. But the whole point of that is, is it's essentially like any diversification, it's insurance against the worst case. So, yeah, you know, we we like to the, the saying of, we're not looking to make a killing. We just we just don't want to be killed. Is is the most important thing to to I guess us when you're looking at you know for most people, ten years out from retirement, you just can't roll the dice on going. Well, I just hope this economy is the one that that goes really well.
1: It, it, it's a it's a. That's a, It's a great saying. Um, yeah. Uh, I love that saying. You can't make the killing, can't get killed. That's the deal yeah. that you're making. Um, yeah. The sporting analogy that I use is that is that, um, you know, some years, well, it's been quite a lot in recent years, the Cowboys have had a really good team on paper but have performed yeah. fairly poorly. Yeah. Um, and then other teams that have had a poor team on paper have performed yeah. really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, if you would, if you would, if you hadn't diversified at the start of the year and you had thrown all your money on one of those teams, yeah, um, yeah, you, you'd, yeah, you'd be, yeah. you'd be disappointed at the end yes. of the year. Yeah, in any single sporting competition, no matter how tight the competition is, yeah, you have to have a winner and you have yeah. to have someone that comes last and you have to have. Yeah. Every other team I, that falls in I, the middle. I, so that's the. I had no idea. I had no idea where you were going with that analogy, but that's a really good one. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's diversification. It's going to change yeah. every year. So, so yeah. you know, with the with the information that you know now, yeah, you could say well, the it, well, but, you you, you like, could okay. you could say the Sydney Roosters is going to win the grand final for the next three years. It never happens. Yeah. Um, you no, can say right. yeah. yeah. So, so what happens is you could say right now. Um, to, to narrow it right down, you could say Amazon's gonna um, yeah, yeah take over the like world and take over yeah. the world uh, yeah Netflix is gonna take over the world. What what ends up happening is it just yeah. never happens. So diversification yeah. uh, across not only yeah those Australian companies but also the unhedged international yeah. companies it yeah. just makes sense to us yeah
0: and and I think that that's a, a really good. Uh, I guess, points probably a good point to wrap up on. We've been banging on about this for half an hour now from considering it's supposed to be a quick wrap up, but is that there's something to be said for the humility of knowing that you don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's a big thing that you know, we, we talked about that at, at length. And it's a big thing for us is that if someone had said, so first of all, if someone had said six months ago, Hey, the market's going to drop 30% because, because someone's going to um, eat a bat in China. You just like, there's no way that you could predict that. But then no. the second part of that is if someone said, Hey, so this is there's going to be a global pandemic. The the you know the highest death rate and the and the, the epicenter of that is gonna be in in the US. Would you rather be invested in Australian companies or US based companies? If someone had told you that and gave you that information in advance six months ago, you would have said, Well, I only want to be invested in Australian companies. And you'd be sitting here scratching your head trying to work out why why have they not dropped by as much as the Australian companies? And so that's yeah. kind of our thing is, or my belief is that you just get we have no idea what is going to happen in the economy or in the world. And then we also have no idea what impact that will actually have on, on company prices. So it's really just about saying, look, all I know is that over the next 10, 20, 30 years, there's going to be CEOs and um, you know, shareholders of, of these companies that are looking to try and make a profit over the very long term and pass that profit on their shareholders. I don't know who's going to do it the best. I don't know where they're going to be headquartered. I don't know what currency they're going to do it in. I don't know any of that. I just know that, that I need to be exposed to all those different things.
1: I think it's a great point to w- wrap up for this week. That's great, man. Hey, Thanks good for listening. I've, I've, I've just finished my, my beer, so I'm ready to go as well. Pause, uh, <laughs> I've just finished the beer as well. So, um, And I'm... I'm I'm supporting Corona. <laughs> yes. I'm afraid the sales might be down because of uh, yeah, stereotypes. You're, so, yeah. you're just doing a bit. Good man. It is a Friday afternoon. Uh, so yeah, just, just to explain uh, it. Yeah, just just to explain it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to get this podcast released on Saturday morning and, cool. um, and Ali should put it up tonight. Uh, yeah. And, and, so that could mean that you wake up at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow and the podcast would be ready for you on a Saturday morning. And if we, yeah. if we were saying that we're having a beer... Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'd be even worse than Thursday lunchtime. There'd be a little, bit of, a little bit of worry there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to clarify, this is our first <laughs> beer of, it, of... First beer of, so, of, of a Friday afternoon. Okay. It's 25 plus past 5 on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. Thanks for listening and have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.